1: Welcome to the family with Car Selling Secrets, Doug Sprinthal, and Alex Davis, and Andy Bray-Bernard. Car Selling Secrets. Do I get to sing a jingle now?
0: You can. You can sing anything you want, sir.
1: Your wife is a great jingle singer. She is. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would
2: And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good.
1: <laughs> it's been good, ladies and it's gentlemen. been good. And how do they contact you?
2: And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Brian.
1: There we go. Go ahead. No, I was just going to introduce in. you Doug Sprinthal, Walzer Auto owner Group, Walzer.com.
0: I normally don't scream, this is a really great deal. Um, this is really a great deal. Here's the scoop. Right now, until we run out of them, and we've got about 35 you can lease a brand new 2019 Honda Accord LX, zero down, sign and drive lease, 199 a month. That's $100 cheaper than that car should be. How is that possible, you might ask? Well, let me tell you. We had a hailstorm down there a month ago. Uh, we own a collision and a PDR, paintless dent repair company. Dan Resch, the general manager, cut a deal with, with your buddy Darren Harrit, uh, who runs the, the, the collision business, mm-hmm. to get these cars repaired. We had some extra money left over, so we wrote them down. Uh, when they're gone, they're gone. If you want more information, and I've got... We did a spot on this this morning on the morning show. I got 15 emails from people from that. These yeah. are going to go I, I thought uh, it would take till next week to sell them. They could be gone by Saturday. So email me at com. This is truly a great new car deal on a fat. you know and not only you get a great deal but Accords are really nice cars. The new ones are are just phenomenal. They get almost 40 miles to the gallon. They're comfortable. They're all latest safety tech. You're getting a great deal in a great car. So, Doug at Walzer.com, or just stop down to the Honda store in Burnsville.
1: Excellent. Where's the manager? The manager. Walzer Automotive presents car selling
2: secrets. Car
0: All right, episode 22. Uh, The talk and text line is open 612 295 1526 if you have comments or criticisms. Our guest today is Alex Davis. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Alex and why he's here. He's a young guy. I'm actually friends with his parents, they were in the same boating community as Sarah and I. And he's kind of a gearhead, which is unusual for people of his generation. And he's just accepted a position. Uh, selling Porsches down in Wichita. He'll start oh. down there in about a month, and so he's gonna. We'll just grill him about kids these days, and we can be the get off my kids. lawn people, and he can he can be the voice of reason. But before we start, one of the things that we do with guests is tell us about the first car you owned and what was it like. What did you like about it?
3: Sure. Yeah. So the first car I actually owned was my dad's hand me down um, Ford Taurus, which was. A blessing that I didn't have to pay for a car right when I turned 16. Um, <laughs> I know, well. But I mean, in his defense, it was an old Hertz rental car. So it would already been beat up. So we didn't really care about it. But then of course I had to make it my own. So I put the stereo in and I put a 12 inch kicker subwoofer in the back and um, jammed to some classic rock to make him happy when he was in the car. And then uh, something, you know, more to my taste when I was in the car alone. But uh, yeah, that was it. And then. Um, I know, Tom, you have a Mustang. I actually bought a Mustang Love it. three years ago or so, maybe five. Wow, that's been a long time. Um, but, yeah, that's finally paid off, so no car payment is, is for sure nice. And so that's no, kind we, of we where – We don't like that. I know, we don't like that. don't <laughs> care for that. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's definitely nice to have kind of that sports car feel, and that's kind yeah, of what got me yeah. into the community. Um, so, yeah.
0: Could you ever get any girls to ride in the Taurus?
3: Uh, other than my sister and my mother, no. No, that was pretty much it, yeah.
0: There, there was a reason behind
3: your dad. Here, yeah, exactly. Here you go, I, was, I was like, oh, I'll drive, that's fine. Guy, you're take the tour. Yeah, exactly. And it was Grandpa Tan and Grandpa Tan interior. It was the oh, most beige oh, yeah. car ever, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, so. That
0: doesn't sound like your dad at all, actually. I
3: know, I know. We just got him a new F-150, so that's, he graduated from a minivan, finally. He always blames me. At a Honda, um... He had a Honda motorcycle before I was born, and then he sold that the minute my mom got pregnant, and we got a Chevy Lumina as the uh, yeah as the family vehicle, and he's had Dodge Caravans ever since. I own four
0: minivans. I've, between Sarah and I, we have four kids, and got rid of it finally about two years ago, because they all had their own cars. And yep. it, the, the times the six of us would go anywhere together... Was pretty much church, and it's like it's in Burnsville. You can get there. You can, your yeah, ride,
3: exactly. Right? You can drive. You don't live at home anymore. That's you right. can drive yourself. <laughs> so yeah, finally graduated him. Um, God, I'd love to afford one of the cars that I'm going to be selling, but uh, we'll have to see about so that. So tell
0: it. So Alex uh, gets a hold of me probably about three or four weeks ago and says, "I've been thinking about this for a while. I want to sell Porsches. What do you think?" And I said, "Well, I hooked him up with Campbell." Because sure. I don't know the Porsche general manager anymore. She left a Campbell while now? ago. Campbell's 27,
3: or 27, eight? 28, yeah. yeah. And how old are you, Alex? Uh, I'm 24, turning 25 soon. Yep.
0: So I hooked the two of them together. And, of course, Campbell immediately tried to recruit him to sell
3: Mercedes. <laughs> it was Yeah, it was pretty immediate because it was even in an email. He's like, oh, yeah, we'll get you set up a Mercedes. I was like, you know, not to offend you, Campbell, but I am looking at Porsche. But whatever you think would work best, you know. Um, so that was pretty funny, but yeah,
0: so how did you go on that how did how did that journey start? I mean, what did it look like?
3: Sure. so I've been you know, I've been toying with the idea of getting into the car industry um, for a while. I was uh, with Luther for about four years just as a lot attendant and I was trying to figure out you know if selling would kind of be for me. I figured it wouldn't be um for a number of reasons, so I was so in the corporate world of for a you while. But
0: the listeners that might not know, a lot yes. of tenants are the people that do all the work for the salespeople. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> they line up the cars, yes, they clean sorry. them up, they put gas in them, they do. It's all. It's Everything. The, Dealer the grunt trades. position of the dealership.
3: Yes. It is here. Do this. Yeah. That's what that is. Um. So I did that for four which, years. Which store? Were, I was at Luther Bloomington Hyundai. Okay. Yep. Um. For a number of years, and so then
0: was Derek Johnson there then?
3: Yes, he was.
0: I, I. He used to work for me a million years. Oh, ago. there you go. Yeah. yeah,
3: fantastic guy. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Did that for a number of years, went into the corporate world, and then decided, you know, I'm not getting enough face time with people. That's kind of where I get my energy. That's where my drive comes from. And so, you know, calling and doing emails all day with, you know, the customers that I had being the salespeople in my current role just wasn't enough energy for me. You know, I'd get home, I'd want to go to the gym, but I'm too tired and all that kind of stuff. So I figure if I can get in a role where I'm constantly talking to people all day, my energy level will stay up. And it's about cars, so that's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. I, you know, this everybody's different, but it's
0: unusual. I, well, you tell me of my perceptions, right? It's, sure. You know, when I was a kid, almost all of us were car crazy because there really wasn't much to do. We didn't have an Internet, and there was only three yep. channels on TV, and two of them kind of sucked. Yep. So you couldn't wait to get a car. And get out of the house and do stuff, but it's it feels like it is different in your generation, and I don't know if that's right or not.
3: It is, so. yeah. It's a lot more segmented. So um, my dad was a gearhead. He had, he, I'd like to say he had 27 cars through high school, but that was what he did. You yeah. know, it was probably mm-hmm. five or six, but his better dad, than a Ford Taurus. His
0: dad's a drummer.
3: Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Band guy. Um, but you know, it's it's completely segmented now. So you have people that are just hardcore American fans, um, and they won't do anything with imports or anything like that oh yeah it's very segmented so you go to meets now and they'll have meets that you know the blue oval versus the bowtie meets and so chevy versus ford and those guys get together and it's always a good time because you're amongst friends yeah um but there are people that will smash anything that another brand comes out now and they don't even give it a second look yeah like all the hellcat the dodge hellcat fans you know some of them i shouldn't say all um but the gt500 was recently released And uh, they're all giving it crap saying, oh, it should have more horsepower, mine's still faster, all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, it's segmented, but whenever you go to a car show, you're amongst friends, which is nice.
1: So, I got to ask you a question. Yeah. You worked at Luther for four years. Yep. Did you ever meet Danny? No, I don't think I I had the pleasure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think Danny's still playing golf. I think Danny's
1: playing golf or practicing. Yeah. Danny Luther practiced more than any living human. I Danny, I I think the world that Danny grew. Really. Yep. I don't know David all that well. I don't know David at all, actually. But so
0: those of us that the, the listeners that might not know, Luther was started by Rudy, who was uh, yeah. I think he was from North Dakota, came down in the fifties got another car business. Uh he passed away probably fifteen years ago. God, is it a long already? Yeah, it's been a long time.
1: Last time I saw him he yelled at me. What did you do? what did <laughs> I was you do? Did you deserve a cigar. it? I was standing outside smoking a cigar. And he walked through the smoke and started yelling at me. I'm like, why'd you walk through the smoke then? Jeez. <laughs> Calm down. Did you
0: throw a wine bottle at him?
1: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I did.
0: But uh, Danny and David were the sons. I don't think Danny's in the business anymore. I don't no, think David's pretty either. much taken it yeah, over I and run that's it. Yeah. that's they're, they're competitors. They are good competitors uh, of, of ours. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, David and Paul are actually pretty close friends. Although I'll tell you a funny story about David. David is... Um his faith is really important to him and d- goes to Bible studies fairly often and that kind of stuff. Paul and I concocted an ad campaign and I, I don't remember which one it was. I think it was the price detective, if you remember that.
1: Sure I do, absolutely. Paul the comes price into detective.
0: my Paul comes into my office and he goes and he's got at this grin on him. You know how Paul is. Yes. He's just like smirking. And I said, What's up, boss? And he goes, just got off the phone with David Luther, Luther. I've never had anybody swear at me and quote Bible verses at the same time <laughs>
1: <laughs> probably yes, he was probably a, he true. was a little worked up <laughs> Bro, why was he worked up?
0: Well, he didn't care for the ad campaign we'd uh, concocted. we you know, during the recession, we were fighting really for the survival of the company, and we put yeah. together some stuff that you know it, it really wasn't necessary now, but it would, uh, nah, you're that it was fine, important.
1: don't worry about a thing. Hey,
0: they're still friends. You stuff. paid
1: back Rudy for yelling at me. That's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. It all worked out in the end. Now, you know, i got to be honest that most car people I meet, mean, because I think you know, the public has a view of what uh, car salespeople and oh, car yeah. no, we are about. Yeah, you're the worst yeah. person on it. I know several people from several different de- dealerships now, nicest people in the world. They really are.
0: Yeah. I think the Twin Cities is a little unusual in that regard. Is it really? Okay. And, and I don't want to, for us to take full credit, but part of it is the whole one price, non negotiating model. Mm-hmm. It's forced a lot of competitors, I mean, Maury's copied us directly. Luther has something, we call it one price light. You know, they right, have right. value pricing. And it's generally uh, in this mark, and it's very unusual. There's so many one-price dealers. There's more in the Twin Cities than anywhere else in the country. Yep. Oh, really? So, and what's happened is the customers here have gotten used to it, and they like mm-hmm. it, and it it's, it's really provides a better customer experience in most of the stores that you go to, even the ones that aren't Walter stores. So, But that was one of the challenges we had in Wichita was, that, oh, yeah. you know, they they hadn't heard anything like that down nope. there. It was just like, well, you're going to do What? Um, so why did you pick Porsche?
3: Well, that's
2: that's the funny thing. When i a so, kid that first car was a beige rental. Yeah, exactly Ford right. Taurus. Yeah, coming from a
0: lot, um, you know, it's it's like a five footer going. I'm going to play in the NBA. Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> um, you know, I wanted to do something with the exotics, and that's kind of where my passions lie. And Porsche is such a great brand with all their hand built, hand touched, all that kind of stuff. Um, and Mercedes equally has the hand built kind of notion with their amg line all yeah. those engines and all the cars even um are very hand built in that sense so i think porsche kind of came along because um i was a huge Mc- i still am a huge mclaren fan but mm. those those guys that buy mclarens know what they're buying at that point they're not buying the lamborghinis the ferraris right. um you know uh, arguably yeah. just to have the key to set down at the bar to say yeah i drive a ferrari um the porsche guys are, are and gals i should say are very into what they're buying they know exactly yeah. what they want they come yeah. in they want this car for a specific they reason t-
0: they typically order most of them don't they in the 911s and stuff. yeah there's
3: a lot of ordering happening because again porsche not being a, a very stereotypical brand um, like mercedes or even ford ford offers packages for their vehicles so you can come in and buy the convenience pack the cold weather pack all the technology pack all that stuff and then there are a number of features that come with those packages um, porsche offers two packages which aren't really packages they're just kind of things to lighten the load on the consumer as to far as what they might want. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to get the package. You can get whatever you want. So if a, a package comes with, you know, blind spot detection, but you don't want the rest of the crap, you can just buy the blind spot detection. And so that's kind of what's nice about it, too, is it's very kind of bespoke to every single customer. So every car that we have um, down in Wichita that I got to see, none of them are going to be the same. Um, They might have the same offerings, but the interior is going to be a different color leather or it's going to have different wood paneling. Yeah, and and Doug's showing me a McLaren (laughs) P1 right now in volcano yellow. Um, (laughs)
0: That was the one Jeremy Clarkson drove. Yes. That's the actual car. Yes. I'll tell you the story.
3: Wonderful, yeah. So I think that's kind of where the Porsche thing came in is dealing with the people that are true car heads kind of like me um, and not just, you know, everyday people, lawyers, everything like that that just want the Mercedes or the realtors that just want the Lexus to come in and say, I need yeah. the I need the new yeah. LS, you know, for my business. Yeah. These guys are drivers. Uh, these these people are are true to the brand that they're
1: buying. That does make sense. Yeah. When we uh, we uh, go down after Christmas to to Florida and right across from where we stay, is a McLaren dealership. Yep. I did not know. Some of them, McLarens, are like two million dollars. So that's the the McLaren P1 that Doug just oh showed me. Oh my god! Yeah. It came out, the sticker
3: price on that, um, and again, people will correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe after spending a year and a half working with that brand, it was right over $850,000 was the sticker price, but they never sold for that. Um, there was plenty of dealer markups oh, to get them yeah. up to 1.3, and now they're selling for some of the ones that are super, super special, like green carbon fiber ones are selling for three, or asking $3.5 million oh, for these vehicles. For a car. Because it's a one of one, yep.
1: Oh, God. You have to be mentally ill to spend that much on a car. Or you have to have...
0: A really good hook shot. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, (laughs) that's true. Of course, those guys can't fit in a McLaren. Exactly. I don't don't think I'd fit in one, actually. That picture, one of the things that I do for the company is I do some uh, sales training for dealers that want to become one-price dealers. And it was with Tom Ryan, the guy that told the story about uh, all the books. He and I were up at FAF organization, which is... They have the largest Porsche dealership in the world. They sold 150 Porsches in June. Jeez, a 35 car show (laughs) floor. I mean, it's just see most Porsche dealers will sell five to ten a month, roughly somewhere in there. These guys do, yeah. These guys will do 150. Oh, god. Well, some of the Porsches are. you know, they're—I don't want to say affordable, but you know, you can buy a sixty or seventy thousand dollar Porsche. Oh, okay. When the average uh, cost of a new car in this country is thirty-seven thousand dollars now, it's not mm-hmm. that much of a stretch. The stuff that he's talking about is the exotic stuff, and that's. Really high, but uh, Faf yep. is also they own Ontario Motor Speedway and they also are the McLaren distributor for Canada. Jeez. Oh, god! <laughs>
1: so, and we
0: talked to the McLaren, god. there's only one guy that works that's there because they sell there's like one guy two or three a month, yep. and that's about it. But and he knew his cars as well as you did, he was just a great guy to talk to. Yeah. Are there
1: any Porsches made with automatic transmission? Oh, yeah, almost, oh, yeah. All, yeah. Of them. almost all of them. The new, oh, GT- really? People oh, yeah. don't want to drive
3: sticks anymore. No, I mean, what's nice about Porsche too is. is you know, there are a lot of people like the new C8 Corvette that came out, um, the new mid-engine Corvette. That's not being offered with a manual transmission, and the new Super that came out also isn't being offered with the manual transmissions. And a lot of yeah. these manual guys, the save the manual guys, are complaining about that. But it comes down to sales numbers. So the people that are complaining about that, ironically, either don't have enough money to afford the new vehicle, they're, they're driving their '94 Honda Civic with a that's stick, right. and they're like, "I love this. This is great. 94 horsepower," um, but they can't afford it. But then the sales numbers, you know, Toyota and and Chevy are looking at these numbers saying, you know, 13% of the new cars that we sold last year, whatever the figure is, were manuals. And we have all these manuals sitting on our lot that no one's buying. Right. And so a lot of that is going away, and it's becoming so much easier to develop such a good automatic transmission that's going to shift faster. It's going to be more reliable. Yeah,
0: for the ultimate in performance, the automatics are better now. You know, oh yeah, there are nine speeds, and they shift shift in the blink of the eye. And the it's com- ridiculous. The computer will know exactly what gear it should be, and you yep. don't have to do anything. You yeah. have
1: to take a break in about one minute, but I want to tell you, I can. I'm going to rat myself out, Alec. <laughs> a friend of mine, Lyle Johnson, never forget Lyle. Was a great guy, but he drove a stick, and yep. I hadn't. I didn't even drive at this point, but he had had a few too many. So he said, "Would you do me a favor?" Um, would you drive me home? And yeah. I said, well, I, I don't. Have, he goes, oh, it doesn't matter. It's better than me driving. I, and he goes, it's a manual, though. Do you know how to drive a manual? And I went, sure. And yeah. I didn't, <laughs> right? Yep, of course. So we leave the bar. I drive home. Not a problem at all. Just smooth. Everything was fantastic. Later on, somebody said to me, did you drive Lyle home that night? And I said, yeah, I did. And he goes, well, how'd you do with the manual? You've never driven a manual. I said, no, it's a breeze. It was nothing. Then I realized from the bar to his house was all downhill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was rather easy to drive yeah, it was. downhill. Yeah, downhill. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I didn't yeah. even know that. Yes. Like, this is no big deal. <laughs> Trying to drive it up the hill probably wouldn't yeah. have gone quite as well.
3: Yeah, you would have ended up going down the hill right. either way. <laughs> yeah. Either way, exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we'll take a break. Be right back in a couple of minutes more with Alex, Doug, Andy, everybody. Boys the Club.
0: to any
1: financing situation. Wonderful. So if I need cash to expand my podcast, you got a plan for me too? No. (laughs) (laughs) God, thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we love working
0: with you. We can help any business, including a podcast that's already very successful.
1: Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. I still never liked you though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't like (laughs) (laughs) Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK.
2: Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
1: We are back, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to point out that if you need any tips at all about how to drive a stick downhill, I'm your guy. <laughs> and you can
0: call in. Uh, studio lines are open, 612-295-1526.
1: That's all true. By the way, we already got a message from Joe from Louisville saying, Ford rules over all. <laughs> That's all Yeah, I, I can't say.
3: disagree. I'll probably be driving blue ovals for the rest of my life. Blue you think so? Um, yeah. 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 I mean, following Mustangs, the trucks, number one best-selling truck, um, my dad got it and we got in. I remember we topped up at the at the dealership, and unfortunately, it wasn't a Walzer one because they don't have them. Um, but I was doing more selling to my dad than the guy who's been selling these. Well, he was selling Buick GMCS at the time, but oh, yeah. um, he said he was with Ford for a number of years. But I was doing more selling with my dad, telling him about the car, all that stuff. The guy was just sitting there for legal
1: reasons <laughs> in the yeah. in the in the back seat of the truck. Um, but yeah, I got to ask you guys this question because I didn't even realize this. I was telling a story about the fact that I have a lot of clocks in my house, right? Mm-hmm. And this, I'll get around to what I'm talking to the car business here in a second. But I own two grandfather clocks, a 110-year-old wall clock. I have like five watches. They're all these clocks, and, and the guy made the observation. He said that's because you have to be on time on your job. You that's have to be on time all the time. A little Freudian, but yeah.
0: It's an interesting. But I think slant he's probably it.
1: right. Yeah. that that time is very important. To me. Oh yeah. You know, so does that make sense to
0: you? It does. I uh, passed on... I, I have a small watch collection, probably about a dozen or so, and nothing really fancy, some nice pieces. But I passed on some stuff to my son uh, when he uh, graduated. Uh, I gave him his grand great-grandfather's 61 Omega Seamaster. And I'm like, you know, it's not a super expensive watch, but it is kind of... And it's been in the family for... Oh, yeah. Uh, my granddad oh, yeah. had it. He gave it, My dad got it when he died... Uh and then when I think he gave it to me when my son was born and so I kept it and I said, Yeah, geez I really hope that he likes this watch and he got into it right away, wore it to prom and had his picture taken yeah, with it and all oh, this sort of good. stuff and then I got him a little diver uh guy's watch, kinda like this one for uh another birthday gift and he wears that all the time but it's that's 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 more of a dying thing i think now
1: yeah yeah, they all got wearing watches. a lot of people wear smart watches jewelry yeah that's right if you're wearing jewelry so to to get back to that whole the way my brain works i guess i don't know so i i mentioned that i bought a new car that was you know a couple years Mm -hmm. ago and one of my sisters said let me guess it's a jaguar i said How did you know? How did she know that? (laughs) Of all the cars, right? And she said, and it makes total sense now, and I didn't even think about this. She said, well, you already have a Mustang, so you had to get a Jaguar. I said, what are you talking about? said, when you were 15 years old, because we didn't have a car, because my father was absent. We didn't have a car, right?
0: Yeah. You did. It was the 16A. (laughs) Yeah,
2: that's right, exactly.
1: (laughs) 21. uh, (laughs) But this was really cool that she noticed this. When I was 15 years old, my brother returned from Vietnam and drove a Mustang. My brother-in-law, Pat O'Brien, drove a Jaguar. Oh, wow. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that stuck influence. in my head. Yep, yep. So
0: Tom bought a, is it a 14, I think?
1: Uh, yeah, 14, yep.
0: Uh, XJ Turbo. Love who it. Bought, uh, Billy Ward, who you're going to meet at some point, sure. he's our Highline exotic used car buyer. Okay. He buys testy stuff all over the country and <laughs> ships it to... He found it for me down in Florida with 5,000 miles on it. Oh, like, geez.
1: Oh, oh, it's unbelievable. Wow. And I tell you what, the interior of that car, have you ever, have you ever sat in a uh, Rolls-Royce Phantom? Yes. Most amazing interior it's, on it's earth. It's insane.
3: And driving, it's, you don't feel oh, anything. It's all you electric. Don't. So you don't, you're, you're literally, yeah. I mean, floating on a cloud thing seems a bit much, but it really is. It really is. I'd like is. to
0: climb out on a limb here if I could. I have a feeling our new friend Alex is going to be pretty good at this. Yeah, maybe. Uh, that, was yeah. A, that was a
1: lot about cars. That's yeah, right. you, think? Look, you know, I'll say this <clears throat> right after you know, finished very very quickly. But that Jaguar's interior is what did it to me. Mm-hmm. The interior of that Jaguar is a lot like a Rolls Royce Phantom interior, just a huge back oh, yeah. seat, that kind of deal. Yep. But Alex, let me say this: You are twenty four years old, about to turn twenty five. Yep. I, I talked to a young man named Jackson Lafave on the show this morning. He's twenty two years old. Sure. He just invented the uh, the a uh, parking app. And it's doing really, really well. So you can reserve a place to park at the State Fair through his app. It's really, really cool what he did. And I said, you know, Jackson, and I'll say the same thing to you, Alex. You know, and Andy's 32. I really like the way your group, age group is thinking now. Because there was a time between guys like my age and guys... I don't know. People got really political, whether it was far left or far right. And unless you agree with everything I say, I hate you. Right. It really got nuts. Yeah. You guys aren't like that. And I really think it's really good for America that you aren't like that. Yeah. Uh, and I do mean that as the highest compliment. Like Andy is not, Andy's completely apolitical. He, he doesn't like politicians at all. Yeah. Kind of like his dad, <laughs> yeah. right?
0: Yeah, I wonder where he got that from. Yeah, yeah.
1: I wonder where he got But I do like you, you're much, you think much more about what to do. It's not this just reaction thing that went on for about oh, yeah. 10 years, 15 years. You're just reacting everything. Oh, and I'm the victim. You're always the victim. Yeah. You guys aren't <laughs> like that. No. Which is really cool.
3: Yeah, I try to surround myself with people that are thinking the same, you know, way. Why do you hang out with Doug then? Yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> Thanks a lot, Tom. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Look at the
3: time. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> look at the time. <laughs> you know, I in in my circle of friends, it's it's always like that. And so, yeah, good. you know, I have two of my best friends are from high school, um, still, and they're a couple of twins. One's going to be a doctor. One's going to be a pharmacist. Talk about nothing knee jerk about that. No. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting kind of talking to a bunch of people from a bunch of different places. That's why the car selling thing would be, I think, a little bit better because you get to learn about all these different cultures and all these different people and how they do stuff. And then eventually you get to sell to them a little bit easier because you know what they're about. You know if they're, you know, what kind of client's going to be a little bit more knee-jerk, so you might have to talk them off the ledge a little bit. Whether they're thinking about walking away knee-jerk or buying the car knee-jerk and then they come back six days later and say, this car isn't for me and have to return the car. So kind of figuring out what people are about is what interests me
1: and i think that's terrific you know and I, I know the answer from andy on this one already so i don't even have to ask him but <laughs> do you as a 24 year old look at our politicians now both republicans and democrats and go yeah. are you people insane
3: i think it's i think it's just interesting how they're handling themselves uh, um not you well know, yeah <laughs> it's it's just completely different i mean i uh, the first president that i remember is uh George W. Bush, sure, I mean, that makes I, sense. yeah, and then that was kind of going on in my middle school years, and that's when I started paying attention.
1: Same with Andy. Yeah, yeah.
3: and then it's just, I don't know, I, I try to get as high level as possible to understand kind of what's going on, so mm-hmm. I know what people are doing, but, um, you know, fiscally, rather conservative, as far as, you know, the social aspects go, yep. I lean a little bit more, you know, I'm very middle, um, is about as middle as you can get. People your and, age are, yeah, I think it's, that's terrific. You start voting. I mean, when we're yeah. voting, we're voting for policy. It doesn't matter what party love line it. you're going to be. It's love it. What matters, you know. I don't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Right, really you, you'd sound matter. just. My
0: daughter "Me, yeah, you know, similar yeah. comment." She's yep. Your daughter's sixteen, the same and we had, we we'd watched a couple of Democratic debates. Yeah. And I said, who do you like? And she goes, well, you know, it's a little early to tell. I, right now, I kind of like Elizabeth Warren because she's the only one that's talking about policy, and the rest of them are just talking about how crappy everybody, everybody else, else is. is. And I yeah. Thought, well, I don't know that I'm a huge yeah. Warren fan, but it was an interesting comment that yeah. she was really more interested in what are you going to do and how are you going to do it than... Well, I, as a you know. Native American...
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, Elizabeth, settle down with that. Yeah. But, but they're all like that. I mean... The people now running for president, or I don't not wild about our president saying, I'm the chosen one. What is <laughs> I, wrong with you? I just saw that today. Oh actually. my <laughs> god,
2: don't about say China. that.
1: Yeah, I'm the chosen one. You know, the last guy they crucified who said that, yeah, uh, exactly. Didn't, like, end <laughs>
0: when, didn't end well for him, didn't end well for well, him. Well, actually, it but. did. He's running heaven, so yeah, it's uh, a, he wrote a bad gig
1: um
3: Remember i think
1: richard Pryor, man
3: yeah i think our generation and, and again the people i surround myself with just they, we just want an excel spreadsheet of what you're going to do tell me what you're going to like do it. and then i put my check mark next to your name. and he's very it. logical that way too yeah. it
1: has to be logical or he doesn't like it yeah which i think is i because of people like the two of you i think america's got a great future because it would it, it did not look good there for about 15 years yeah. Like, are you insane? You actually believe that? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Much better now. Yeah. I mean, you talk about Ellie, Ellie being 16 years old, Andy being 32. There's a nice 16 year spread there where people are thinking much more logically. Yeah.
0: Well, what, what bugs me as a parent of, well, one kid in their 20s, but three teenagers is the common thing is, you know, kids these days, they don't understand <laughs> oh <my> history. <laughs> they, they don't even teach civics in school anymore. It's like, yeah. you know, it's actually a state law in Minnesota, and yes, they do. yeah <laughs> And my, one of my f- favorite conversations between my son and daughter, they were fighting uh, one day about big government and little government, and my daughter who was fourteen at the time sure. turned to my son who was sixteen and said, "You need to read the Federalist Papers." And he <laughs> says, "What <laughs> makes you think that I haven't?" And I'm like,
1: "Oh God, this is just great. how phenomenal is that?" Oh, so that's I don't great buy stuff. any
0: of that stuff. I'm no. sure that there are stupid sixteen-year-olds like there's stupid sixty years old, yeah, well, and that's just the way it is. There but are. to Do take th- the broad brush and go,
1: "Do you yeah, guys fair. think you know like like housing?" Yep. People your age, Andy's age, have no interest in overspending on a house, nothing too audacious or, or you know, flashy. Uh, yeah. Is it the same way with cars, you think?
3: Uh it's it's very interesting with cars because um, you know, okay, so I'll go to the housing thing. So Minneapolis, one of the reasons I was looking at Wichita to kinda of go back to that mm-hmm. and the legitimacy of, it, of everything, you know, I could get a, a job up here probably. Um, oh, selling. I, I think you probably could, yeah. Right, I think I could right. figure it out. Um, yeah, okay. but the Minneapolis housing market is such that it doesn't support that, you know, having right. such a right. you know, the way that everything is, is going up here right now $1,200 for a 400 square foot studio in the middle of Minneapolis, oh, God. and you can buy a house for less than that, or at least you could. Now, everything's above 220 for anything that's yeah. move in quote unquote right. ready, yeah. anything that's livable is over 200, and so we were looking down there. And down there, I mean, I'm I'm working on uh, an apartment right now, put a deposit down, um, but it's like 790 for a 771 square foot one bedroom with a patio in this community. Mm-hmm. And are you and in and an old, it's ridiculous. old downtown? No, I'm actually east. I'm in Andover, oh, okay. um, so about 10 minutes east of the dealership, uh, about 20 minutes away from where Campbell lives. But yeah, it's it's just insane down there. And then every house up here that's selling for 350 down there is. Maybe a buck fifty, two hundred. Yeah. really? Uh, oh yeah, it's insane. With a pool in the backyard, this big cabana. Um, you they get had some calls, Andrew. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. the most insane one is um, there's a two million dollar mansion down there. It's got an indoor and an outdoor swimming pool. And it's eighteen thousand square feet.
1: Holy! For two million. For two million. Up here, that home would be what? About seven yeah, million. Yeah, probably. Yeah,
3: just insane. And I was looking down there at some of these million-dollar oh homes, God. and they could compete with Minnetonka homes, and they're million. Yeah. They're only a million dollars, and up here it's fourteen million. Yeah, so, absolutely. So yeah, part of that, yeah, that is because they're thing. not on a body of it's water. because they're yeah. It's because <laughs> it's flat. Well, um and, and Windy so they
1: spend money on like drunken sailors yeah. up yeah. here. That's right. Yeah. Charge and charge and charge, man.
3: But I think what, what lends really well to the automotive market, especially the Wichita luxury collection that they have down there and why it's doing so well over the past year and a half, is because the living expenses down there is so low. Yeah. So a lot of these people have a bunch of disposable income that they can spend on their dream car finally. There
0: and there's big money in Wichita. Oh yeah. It's the home of the Koch brothers who own Right. Uh, Heartland, what's it called? Flint Hills Resources.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: In fact, one of them had as a, I don't know if I told you the story, one of them had an AMG G-Wagon, and it had to bulletproof glass. And David mentioned and that. that. The yeah. general oh, manager. <laughs> he mentioned that. Blew the motor on it. It was an $80,000 warranty claim.
1: <laughs> it's, like, it's a lot of money. Yeah. Why Why does David Koch think he needs... Think you needs bulletproof see glass.
0: i have a theory about those guys because you go by one of their houses and it's a complex and it's what about a mile square and there's nothing it, big it is you can't yeah. see anything yeah. it's
3: just a gate and some trees right. and then one entrance and I, we were going around trying to find it right. with my parents last weekend and and we were going around no that's a community you'd see the community name <laughs> and it <laughs> looks like no, it is, no, that, is that his house no that's a community entrance and then we finally drive past and we're like that's it. It's just a black gate, That's no it. name. So no my name.
0: theory is is that Bart. when he was a junior in high school, some gal stood him up for the junior prom. Yeah. And he said, I'm yeah, going to make a lot of money. Yeah. I'm going to build the biggest GD place that Wichita's ever seen. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Wow. They spent a lot of time, and actually, they jobbed us because, like I said, we get on mm-hmm. Florida after Christmas every year mm-hmm. for a while. And uh, the Koch brothers used to put on the New Year's Eve fireworks. They didn't do it this year. Huh. And I don't know really? who. And it always has something to do with somebody pissed them off. Exactly. They've been, been hanging out sort of with Melvin
0: like... Carter, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, maybe hanging out with Melvin Carter. <laughs> I don't Ever... think
0: they would hang out.
1: <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure the Koch brothers aren't hanging out with Melvin Carter, or he with them. I suppose. I don't know. I just, uh, it is rather interesting that whole situation. Bulletproof. Class. He thinks he needs that. Huh?
0: I guess. I don't know. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't know. Eventually. If somebody wants to kill you, David, you're going to have to get out of the car. That's right. right. Exactly. <laughs> you got problems. Yeah. You're going to run out, out, of out of gas
0: them. at some point.
1: If someone wants something bad enough, they'll figure it out. That's exactly right. We'll take a break and be right back for the final segment already. This has gone very
0: quickly. Always goes by fast. Car interesting, Walzer, folks.
1: What? Oh, well, you <laughs> mean because of Doug Sprinthal. No, I, just, I just said I heard, I heard just, that.
0: Get the ball rolling and stay out of the
1: way. We'll do it. We'll be right back. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. It's Tom telling you that you can lose an average of 26.2 pounds on the 40-day weight loss program powered by Nutrimost. I lost 92.5 pounds in less than five months, thanks to the Sheehy Brothers and the Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss Program powered by Nutrimost. And I encourage you to let them help you lose weight as they teach you how to stay healthy and keep that weight off. Take it from me, having a coach keeps you accountable and it makes achieving your goals so much easier. Let the Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss Program powered by Nutrimos, help you. Schedule your immediate consultation or attend the Nutrimos free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, August 19th at Jake's in Plymouth. Call now, 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Study data comes from clients submitted data to a third party for tracking of daily weight loss and progress is new to most weight loss programs. See website for full disclaimer details. We are back. Doug Sprinthal. Do you have a talk and text? Yeah, I got
0: a text. It's kind of a long one from Aaron from Blaine. He's looking right. at, for some advice how to handle some uh, a little tough situation at a Ford dealer with his wife um Aaron, the best way I, I think i can give you some guidance you just email me at doug at walzer dot com and i'll get back to you later today and, uh, and give me some time to respond and if you could include in the email which dealer it was uh chances are i might know somebody there and might be able to help you so
1: that is a wonderful thing you got what what was the wc fields quote you just went with
0: <laughs> oh we were talking about i don't know how it came up but of my favorite W.C. Fields quote from a movie is his movie wife says she's grinding on him because he's drinking too much. And she says, You'll drown in a vat of whiskey. And he goes, Drown in a vat of whiskey. Death, where is thy sting?
1: Did you ever hear <laughs> what he said to, to her, his nurse when he was dying? Oh, I think. I about can't water, remember. About a glass of water? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do know. On, but you, you know, you know no, this one? I know. Have you ever heard this one? No, I don't think so. So he's dying in the hospital, he's, he's going through, he's reading the Bible, and she says, what are you doing? He goes, I'm reading the Bible. Why are you reading the Bible? Looking for loopholes. So he did that <laughs> one. And then she said, would you like something to, something to drink? And he goes, really? You have something to drink? She goes, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about water. He goes, Water, I don't drink water. And she says, why don't you drink water? And he says, and I quote, fish fucking it. <laughs> That's real nice. Jesus. <laughs> That's really <laughs> nice. We do you need
0: to ask a follow-up question. Do you know who W.C. Fields is? No. Okay.
1: No. Nope. comedian from back in the 1920s. 30s, 20s, okay. 30s, and 40s. Yeah, 20s, he was 30s, a very 40s. famous comedian. Very smart guy.
0: And his his persona is he was just this sort of raving alcoholic, which later in life turned out to, but he was very, very yeah.
1: funny. He and Oliver Hardy, you know Laurel and Hardy? Yes, I do. Yeah. He and Oliver Hardy used to drink and play golf all the time. That's what they did. <laughs> That's what they did. Wow.
0: All right, so let's do some news from the car selling world. Or I don't want to get too political, but I just what? let me back this up a little bit. Uh-oh. So <laughs>
1: here we go. The
0: current administration decided to, and they haven't formally released it yet, but they want to relax Obama-era uh, EPA restrictions, which basically determines how uh, what mile per gallon cars need to get by a certain
3: date. Thank God. Well, here's the
0: problem with that. Um, and the, the manufacturers have made great strides in the last 10 years. Cars are more fuel efficient than they've ever been oh, before yeah. and also more powerful. Yep. And they last longer and they're safer. Um, California, since the 60s, has been allowed to set their own uh, regulations for uh, fuel economy and have, and did so. And for a long time... Uh, California had different emissions than all the other states, which the manufacturers absolutely hate. Oh, yeah. It drives them crazy because really? if you think about it, it's more expensive. California have, being difficult. That's right. Hard to believe. Well, really? and yeah. about 10 other, <laughs> 10 other states have followed California's Yeah, lead. right. right. So it's not just California. It's it's a bunch of states. And uh, So Ford and Volkswagen and BMW and Honda got together, went to the CARB, which is the California Air Resources Board, and said, look, let's back off the Obama ones a little bit because they were, they were a little high. There was going to be, we'd have to go all electric really quickly to hit it, and that's not what, we're just, it isn't going to happen. Yeah. And so they made an agreement to back them off a little bit. Well, Trump wants to get rid of them all together, and, but the manufacturers are saying, you know, we're just going to follow California's lead. We don't want to go all the way back the way it was. Right. So yeah, they came out yesterday, and he started tweeting, My proposal to the politically correct automobile companies would lower the average price of a car to the consumers by more than $3,000, while at the same time making cars substantially safer. Engines would run smoother, very little impact on the environment, foolish executives. It's like <laughs> these guys are running multinational corporations. They're not really interested in being politically correct. Yeah. They're interested in selling as many cars as they can. Exactly. Um, so it would not reduce the price of a car by $3,000. And I don't know how fuel economy would make a car safer or more dangerous. Just <laughs> I just, some of the stuff that he comes up
3: with. So, Those gas stations are dangerous. So That's right. The less stops at a gas station, the safer you are. But
0: he's but his his point is the opposite is that cars that get worse fuel economy oh, would, would be, be safer, safer. Right? Because he wants to you know part, and, I, and why and, would they be safer? Well Based there's no reason. The I, because because, he, he, because he said it.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, well he's the chosen no one. Come on. He's the chosen so, one. So anyway. It's, it's
0: really kind of an interesting thing uh that's going on and that manufacturers are are following California's lead rather than... And a lot of the other manufacturers, it looks like they're going to follow suit with Ford and uh, Volkswagen, BMW, and Honda. Honda is, of all the car manufacturers, probably the most left. I mean, they're very environmentally conscious. They always have been. Uh, Toyota is close, but, but not like Honda. But... You know Volkswagen and Ford and uh, BMW. That's the, 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 it's really all about money. It's, it is, and it's not uh, political or really an environmental. They've spent billions of dollars on this technology,
3: all the research, yeah, and the, all
0: the research, and they don't want to waste that money. And they know it's going to it's going to get pressed into play at some point anyway, because yeah. other countries will have different standards, and if they've got the vehicles to meet those, they're going to want to sell them here. So. Isn't that fascinating, Tom?
1: Yes, except for the fact that I just got a text for you and I can't read it off my watch, so I have to read it off my phone. Okay. Uh, Andy, you got a little more editing to do from Joe in Louisville, (laughs) who works for Ford, by the way. Yes, yes. Fuck that orange goblin.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs> he might be a bigger Ford fan than you, Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, you know, at or, times Joe's kind of in, uh, it sees eye hilarious. to eye with Trump. But don't mess with Henry Ford. <laughs> I
1: guess. I don't know. It, it's, cars are still as important to in your generation as they are. I, I mean, I didn't even get a car until I was 23, I think I was. I finally got a car. But, uh, you know, being able to... I don't like all of this forcing people, uh, like Minneapolis, is forcing people to not come downtown in their cars because you can only park it at meters, costs yep. you $10 yep. over 2 hours and then you get 2 hours and you can't just refeed the meter you, you got to move your car, your car. Yeah. it's insane now yeah.
0: I, I did that and maybe it's different on weekends i went down to see the twins a couple of sundays ago mm-hmm. and i parked right in front of i don't know what it is now it used to be the pickled parrot mm-hmm. um and I thought, yeah, it's only two hours, and the game's going to go three. If it's really boring, we'll just sneak out. Right. But it was an exciting game. I'm like, yeah. oh, damn it, it expired. And I have the Minneapolis oh, yeah. parking lot. right. It. And I was able to re-sign up. I mean, it was still expensive, but I didn't have to go out and move the car. Really? But maybe only well, that only yeah. happens on weekends or near the stadium or something. Yeah, was...
3: I don't know. The girlfriend and I went out to dinner uh, a couple months ago, right when they enacted that. Yeah, and yep. it was like the first weekend, and I didn't know about it. So we get there. And um, God, I wish I knew where it was. Uh, but it was in Dinky Town. And we're going to dinner, and I go on the Minneapolis parking app and I put in and I'm like, okay, well, I'll sign up for three hours because we wanted to go get some drinks after right, in Dinky Town. Right, yeah. And it's like, it's only letting me do two hours. And yep. she's like, Yeah, they just like it's only two hours now. I'm like, what? Well, how am I supposed to how am I supposed to pay money? In Minneapolis, if I have to constantly get in and move my car... Yeah, you're not going to want to come to the
1: restaurants anymore. No. You're just not going to want to. No,
3: or if you go to the restaurant, you have to Uber there now. So
1: add $30 to your dinner bill one way, and then... Maybe you can go out to dinner. What does the car business think about all that? I mean, you guys are in the car business. What do you think of uh, the way trying to force people to give up driving?
0: Well, I think it it's, is it's necessary in some cities. You lived in New York for a long mm-hmm. time. There's mm-hmm. so many people that live in Manhattan. That yeah. would be like Never the worst in place man. in the world There's to own no a car. Way. But Minneapolis is really not like that, although no. I think they, they think they think they want to be like I that. I
1: know. You're right. Yeah. I On a
0: related Dinkytown story, um, I went to high school in Dinkytown. It's, the building isn't even there Marshall, anymore.
1: <laughs> you, you went to Marshall U? I did. Yep. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, you well, and fan.
0: Yeah, Lastman was about five or six years behind me. Well, it I took
1: thought. him five or six years to get out, too. <laughs> but but the there's, part of it, there's no yeah. a yeah. developer
0: yeah. that wants to put a 15-story high-rise right where the right. McDonald's is. Right. Oh, right. It's like. Why? Do you, it, there's a reason they call this place Dinky Town. Uh, Leave it yeah, alone. Exactly. Just, it's supposed <laughs> to be kind of sleazy and run down and got a little gross. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. You got Al's yeah, breakfast. Fortunately, that's still dinner. there. Yeah, but yeah. it's fun. It's cool. The We've varsity's there, though. and it's just, huh?
1: We've got Five guys, though. It works for me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just don't like him forcing you. Uh, you want to drive? Well, that's your decision. No, no, you're not driving. I don't like it when yeah. government does that. I don't care for that at all.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's necessary in Minneapolis. We're not. No, of it's course, still not. a relatively What's small fact, city.
1: How about if you make the trains I ride on unpunchable?
0: Yeah, if people yeah, exactly.
1: attacking one another in the trains <laughs> that might help too if you made them more safe. Yeah,
0: and New York did it. You know, Rudy it. Giuliano, yeah. whether you like him or not, he cleaned up Manhattan. He
1: did absolutely.
0: And there's there's still violence, but there's nine million people there. There's going to yeah. be some. Well, I'll tell but you. But I'd take the train in New York at two in the morning.
1: I'd take the train here if the, it was safe. Yeah. I'd absolutely, and more convenient. Yeah. Absolutely, I would. Uh, I don't drive much anyway. What do I drive? <laughs> what did I say? A couple thousand miles? I don't even yeah, think you I, don't I drive, drive a couple much. thousand miles a year, to tell you the truth, because, you know, I work at home and. So driving over here, the three miles, about as far as I drive, is about it. Which is
0: actually really bad for your car, just so you know. You need to take it out and stretch the legs once in a while. Well, I do that once in a while. Because what happens it's is... like stretching
1: the, legs is 10 miles. It, and it's not so bad in the summer, <laughs> yeah. but in the winter it's really bad
0: because the oil doesn't get warm yeah, enough yeah, to, exactly. to uh, yep. get all the moisture out of it, and it's bad for it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just uh, I wondered how that affected the car industry in your, the way you think, where they're trying to get people to not buy cars anymore. Yeah. I think I think what's interesting is
3: with the, the ride share that's going on and all that kind of stuff, I think people are a little bit more inclined to buy. If they're going to get you know, a high horsepower car or a mm-hmm. sports car or something like that um, – I mean, in Porsche, the Macan, which is their midsize SUV, is the number one seller after that, is the Cayenne, which is the larger one. And then after that's the Porsche Panamera, which is four doors. So their top three cars, which are not the most inexpensive vehicles, are their top three sellers, are all four doors. Um, So I think, you know, I was considering getting another car so I could, you know, be an Uber driver. And because you can't have two doors, you need something with four doors. And I was like, you know, I could do that. Um, but I like sports cars too much. <laughs> yeah, <So. laughs> yeah. But you know, it'll be interesting how it kind of affects, yeah, the car industry. But
1: I just I don't know. I don't like being told you can't drive anymore. Yeah. It's like no, 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 no. That's not how we do things. Let's uh, <laughs> let the, the proletariat understand or, or, or describe what they want to do.
0: And here yeah. we are picking on city government. Let's go across the river to Saint Mill, uh, Saint Paul. Do you know where uh, Odd Mill Road is?
1: Mil, yeah, it connects
0: 35E <laughs> it's gonna to... It's going to be a bike path now. Yeah, they're going to knock half of it down. Turn it, and I love bike paths. I ride I my road bike all the time. I do, too. There's no reason to ride there. There's no place to go.
1: But I believe Dow, uh, one of these city councilmen, said, could you back off on that a little bit and calm down here? And How are it, you supposed to get... I mean, I think exactly. to get there. That's like, a pretty uh,
0: big artery from yeah. 35E from it 94. Is. That's where everybody goes. That's it.
3: It's trash,
0: but it <laughs> no, it's the worst oh road God. in the city. It looks like yeah, it looks rough. like it was bombed. Oh, I know.
1: Andy, did you ever <laughs> Where ride are we in Road when you were over there? When you uh, lived over there? I don't think so. Not much. You'd no. remember. Yeah, you, you have, would. You'd remember have back if you problems. Did. Oh, yeah, it all of a sudden appears. It's a weird road because it's like, it's, oh, there's a road. Yeah, <laughs> and they didn't they didn't
3: bother to take out the old exits. No, They're just, right. there They're just There still. Yeah. It's mm. the weirdest road in. Yeah, the the,
0: it really it, it, you do need local knowledge. So when you're heading towards Selby, there's one thing. There's a red light to turn left. But if you're going straight, there's no light at all. You just you have to know to <laughs> yeah. make a little jog. And then they have a stop sign. And there's no cross street yeah exactly it's for the one truck
1: that goes through that intersection every month yeah Yeah, you gotta stop (laughs) there you go so they
0: they're backing off that plan a little bit
1: uh one of the city council people asked him said would you calm down with this well this melvin carter for god's sake we're not gonna have fireworks no fun at all relax
3: yeah they're gonna tear down the Stone Arch Bridge. Like yeah. you,
0: I'm fiscally responsible and if St. Paul really needed the hundred grand, I get it. But what I don't get is when you have local private businesses saying, Hey, we'll write a check for it. Why I, why do you say no to that? Oh yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I told them I would I will go out and raise the money. I guarantee you I can raise a hundred thousand dollars. They didn't even call me back. They didn't even call me back. Yeah. So that's a little obs- I don't know what the, it's obs- ridiculous.
0: Melvin, if you're out there, put the base down and call us. Melvin it Carter was. sounds like a bass, bass player in a 1960s R&B band. Yeah, <laughs> that
1: was probably true. I don't On bass tonight, we have Melvin Carter. He's, uh, for some reason, mad at the world. I don't know what his problem is. I but don't know either. Who knows? I didn't know. I, a friend of mine is a really good friend of Jacob Fry's. I didn't even know that. How, oh, really? Said, How could you be friends with me and Jacob Fry? How'd that happen? <laughs> Although I think Jacob Price probably a, a, a decent guy, LA Nick really likes him. I know that. Well, I, I,
0: I think it was LA Nick that tell, tell me told me he was a pothead.
1: Oh, big time! <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think he, I don't think he's ever. I think he's always high. Oh, maybe. I think so. Anyway, all right, Pally. Once again, wrapped it up, wow.
0: Alex. We'll we'll when you. Uh... Come back to town for a holiday or something. We'll have to get you back on here, and we can see how the career is going. Check in. It was great having you on. Thank you. Episode 22 of Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets is now in the can.